The Statesman Podcast. Welcome back to the Statesman Podcast. I'm Albert. Greetings. Uh, I'm the one they call Ryan. Who? It's mysterious. Indeed. I am he. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm just going to start off by saying, we've been busy. Yeah, we have. M- m- because more you we're than sitting me. here in the Statesman studio. 4.0 my new house that I've been talking about buying since episode one of the Statesman yeah you bought a house you bought a house I did and now I have a death contract a what Uh, a mortgage which in French means death contract so is that real yeah mort is the French word for death Uh, I think gauge is contract so gauge Mortgage. Yeah. And because it's so, some shit that I'm going to be paying till I die. <laughs> Welcome to homeowning. Yep. Idiot. I mean, it's kind of cool. I had a, I have lots of projects around the house. Yeah. And this fun. The studio room we got set up here is really cool, actually. I like it a lot. It is. Um, this is going to be really weird because I'm having to sit at an angle and we're using, we're still using shotgun mics. Yep. <laughs> So yeah. I have to talk directly into it and I have to sit weird if I want to look at you. One of these days, you're just going to... You sit right there in the corner so I can see you. Because I want to make you feel dumb you're for so not buying fish. your own mic stand yet. I have them. Uh, you have a busted mic stand. Yeah, I do. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and, okay, so you bought a house. I did. One of the most complicated and annoying things a person could do as far from what I've heard. Yep. And what's the other just big life moment that is just the scariest and most intense thing ever? Well... As of tomorrow, we're three weeks out from being wed. Yeah. Me and you, we're going to hold each other's hands at the altar and pledge our love to each other for the rest of our days. You joke, but if you think I won't throw Caitlin down on the floor <laughs> when they say, right when you're about to say I do, you're a fool because I will. <laughs> Does anyone object to this marriage? Just tackle. <laughs> Take her out. <laughs> Caitlin, you'll never love me. She doesn't listen. No, she doesn't. <laughs> um... Yeah, you're getting married. You bought a house and you're getting married. Both at the same time. Yeah. Why? 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 Um, you know, just kind of panned out like that. Um, <laughs> there was two things we needed to do. So you're like, let's knock them both out. And uh, pretty much the opportunities to do both things just kind of came up on us quick. So, um, I mean, I joke, but no, seriously, congratulations. That's pretty awesome. And I know you've been stressed as hell and busy as hell. Oh, yeah. And, uh. So with him being busy, I decided, hey, I'll try and take over research. And we picked one of the hardest, most information packed topics for me to do. How's how's it going? Well, we're doing this right now, so not great. Um, Yeah. Along with all my other stuff, I've been trying to do research on that. And yeah, it turns out there's a lot um, of info for the Underground Railroad. So I was thinking we've been it's been too long since we put on an episode. I'm about to go on vacation, so I'm going to be gone for another week. I was like, let's just let's just sit down and talk. Oh, is that what we're doing today? Yeah, we're just going to talk about whatever. I just want to put something out, and plus I needed something to do on the plane tomorrow, so I'll just edit this. Nice. Our April Fool's episode. Yeah, you got pranked. Fucking pranked! You thought we were talking about states? Losers? That peaked the fuck. (laughs) Someone's ears are bleeding. I'm really glad I waited to hit record again on that one before you said that. Uh, but yeah, so I figured we would just hang out, talk about some shit. The thing is, me and Ryan work together every day, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of weird conversations, but also ones I think are very interesting. Yeah, we sit back to back about two feet away from each other. We're actually further now than we are when we sit in our office at work. Yeah, we are. actually. <laughs> I can't feel your body heat from where I'm sitting right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I figured, fuck it. I, I think they're pretty interesting. I think you do. I assume that's why you keep indulging me. So <laughs> somebody out there if might find whatever shit we got to say interesting. So uh, what's up? I don't know. Do you have like a list of like talking points or we totally. just um, completely freestyling? This? Oh, we're freestyling. All right. Straight up. That's <laughs> how I feel like our conversations usually start. Um, I mean, we talk like philosophy a lot. Yeah. And that's always fun. How's uh, the myth of Sisyphus going? Oh, it's really good. Uh, yeah, I recently read The Stranger by Albert Camus recently. Someone's getting into Camus. It was so fucking good. 
And I, I, I found out that's one of those books that people talk about or uh, people like in high school, you have to read like selected readings or whatever. And mm-hmm. that's one of the ones I didn't read it in high school. Uh, I guess I had some friends who did. They most of them were like, I didn't really get it or wasn't that big of a fan. That is definitely something I think you got to be a little older to really get or at least appreciate because I know I would have hated it in high school. I would not have wanted to read it at all. But once I got past like the intro and like kind of realized what they're going to be talking about, I couldn't put it down. Yeah. Uh, Those are always my favorite books. The shit that like they force you to read in high school. I live for that stuff. Catcher in the Rye. Okay. We can't all be smart brain in high school, Ryan. How to Kill a Mockingbird. I actually did like Catcher in the Rye, but I can't remember if I actually liked it or if I was just an edgy teen. Well, and wanted to like it. I've read it three times now. And uh, every time I've been at like a different stage of life and I've interpreted it completely different each time. The first time I was 17. By the way, Catcher in the Rye, if you don't know, it's about this uh, 16 year old boy in the 1940s uh, just going on like a like three night bender in uh, New York City before he uh, faces the consequences of some of his actions in school. Uh, getting kicked out and whatnot. So the first time I read it, I was 17 and life is hard when you're 17. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, oh my God, this author gets it. This kid (laughs) gets it. This kid is me. This author knows exactly how I feel. I've never felt so heard than when I was 17 and I read The Catcher in the Rye. Hmm. Uh, And then I read it again when I was 19 and I was in college. And I was like, I want to punch this kid in his tooth. Uh, this kid is so whiny and annoying. Uh, my God, why did I like this book? Was I like that? Was I cringe? Was I whiny and annoying? And I mean, I was because I was. <laughs> I was about to say, Ryan, spoiler alert. Yeah, we all were. Yeah, that's being a teenager. Um, so yeah, like this kid's obnoxious and I hate him. Uh, and then I read it last year when I was 26. And I realized that the main character of that book like is traumatized like he's gone through things that like most adults don't go through throughout their life that's fair he uh had to deal with the death of his little brother uh what else he has been kicked out of like multiple schools um Oh, yeah, he witnessed a boy kill himself. That happened. Oh, yeah, that is a thing, huh? Yeah. Uh, this kid that he was nice to in one of his schools, um, he got bullied a lot, and he just jumped out a window and died. And then this teacher that Holden, the main character, really respects, he, uh, he respects him partly because when that kid jumped out the window, this teacher came and, like, covered the kid up and picked him up and took him to the infirmary or whatever. Um, and that teacher ends up uh just weirding him out later like he touches his head um while he's trying to sleep holden's trying to sleep this teacher touches his head when he's staying in his apartment and during that scene it's referenced that holden might have been like uh molested when he was younger jesus so yeah like this kid is just uh lashing out at society because every time he interacts with an adult in the book the adult somehow fails him and so he's extremely bitter um and yeah, it's a very good book. I like Catcher in the Rye. Okay, maybe I need to read that one again, too. You should. Oh, I realize we got very off track. I'm going to pull a U-turn right here. <laughs> so going back to uh, The Stranger, the reason gotcha. I started reading it, well, first of all, you were telling me to read it yeah. um, out of the blue. You <laughs> recommend a lot of books and stuff to me, though, and usually I, it's, it's good. Usually. Uh, <laughs> but it was a crazy coincidence because at the same time you were trying to get me into it, and I, like, I picked it up and started reading a special little band called Avenge Sevenfold <laughs> announced their new album and it's going to be based around The Stranger. Speaking of being a whiny teenager, Avenge Sevenfold is back on the streets. Go on. <laughs> I'll break that banjo over your head. <laughs> um, well, okay, fuck you. First of all, fuck you. They have come so far and evolved so much from what they were in like 2007. I won't act like I didn't see them live back in the day. I won't act like you didn't enjoy the song when I showed it to you. I mean, yeah, it's got some pretty cool references to The Stranger. Yeah, it really does. A lot but of uh, motifs and nuances that reference the feelings really cool of the references. book. Yeah. That's what a motif is. Yeah. I'm really showing it again here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, oh, well, shit. Now I really got to read it. Uh, so yeah, being able to listen to that song and then read the book 
at the same time was really cool. And I listened to that song probably a hundred times. Um, what's it called? That nobody, nobody is the name of the single they released. Nice. And then the album I think is gonna be called uh, Life is But a Dream. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Then Sevenfold's starting to kind of depart from their uh, super heavy early sound and they're drifting more into like prog. Yeah. And it really started with the last album with the stage. Yeah. Which you also liked. Our shitty yeah. songs from that you also liked. Yeah, that song was cool. The video was cool. Yeah, they're moving in a new direction and I'm fucking here for it. <laughs> I love their old stuff. I love their new stuff. Offense Sevenfold, please come on the podcast. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be sick. Yeah, it would be. It'd be random as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like, so, so M Shadows, tell us about Huntington Beach, I guess. That's where you're from. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I was going, I, I opened with that because I was going to start about the topic of nihilism or just philosophical stuff. But then it made me remember something. We've had an ongoing argument. Yeah. Many. Ryan? Yeah. Does a chair exist? Um, well, according to Plato, no, no, it doesn't. It does. Yes, it does. Well, I mean, this is just a theory, but according to Plato or Socrates through Plato in his writings, um, you can't ever really have anything as it is like in your mind. So there doesn't actually exist any chairs. There's only things that come close to having chair like qualities. And I, I get because a, a chair is a human concept. Chairs don't like occur in nature. Exactly. That's why they're real. Because what we consider or we have called a chair exists. In our minds. Because in our minds but, we think of the form of a chair. And You're sitting in a chair. I mean it's got chair-like qualities. No, that is a chair. <laughs> like uh, How can you, okay, actually go, okay, how can you have chair-like qualities without chair? Because uh, a chair is just a concept that exists in our minds and we can only get as close as we can to the perfect form of a chair. But how can you have a perfect form of something if it doesn't exist? It what? It doesn't. You, the perfect it, form only exists in our minds. And we can only try and get like if I have like a block of wood and I start carving into it, it's going to eventually as I work, get more and more chair like qualities. But who's to say what's the moment where it goes from a block of wood to something resembling a chair when it fits the definition of a chair that was the definition that was created by people? Perhaps. Also, what do you mean the perfect? No. Okay. No, it. Yes, it exists. Things exist because. Okay. Um, it is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a chair exists because the concept of a chair was made up by people. A, a thing becomes a chair when it fits the definition of chair. Yeah, but when we sit down to start making a chair, we have an image in our mind of like, all right, this is what a chair is. These are the qualities that a chair has for it to qualify as a chair. Let's give it our best shot. And eventually you'll get pretty close, but you'll never have the ideal form of a chair that you uh, behold in your mind. So where does the reference of a chair come from then? The first chair was perfect because they were like, I imagine this. I make this chair. And then they improved upon it. The first chair was like a rock that some dude just sat on chair. And he was like, my God, I could tweak this and perfect it. And he's still no, toiling that, to this day. Because uh, that would be a rock of a chair. He sat on. He used the rock as a seat. Th I'm sitting exactly. in a chair. When does it go from just a seat to a chair? You just said that rock is a chair. But you, but then you uh, went back on it. You said it's just a seat that he's seating on. Who oh, are you to say? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And is not a chair, you son of a bitch. A chair, because there, there is a definition of a chair. Yeah, yeah, there is. So when something matches that definition, it is by definition a chair, and it exists. Maybe. No, not maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm just playing the role of Socrates in this conversation. I know, but you're very good at it. <laughs> anyway, so, so topics like that, we, we talk about a lot of stuff like it's, that. It's, it never goes anywhere, but it's fun to talk about. It's like, still up to debate whether or not chairs are, in fact, real life. It's not up to debate. They <laughs> real. Well, OK, because then like, oh, shit. No, I would have countered contradicted myself with that argument. I bet you would have. So I was going to say, because time doesn't exist either, because that is another construct, a construct by humans. Exactly. 
but that's time isn't physical. You can't like hold time in your hands. Uh, and you can hold a watch in your hands. That's not time. That is a something exactly. that tells the time. Exactly. It's a representation of time. No, no, it's not. It's it's just like it, that it thing keeps you track have, of time. It's like that thing you have your butt sitting on top of is a representation of a chair. My butt doesn't exist, Ryan. It's the cunt of a moment. That's a good point. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, butts occur in nature. That rock occurred in nature as a chair. Boom. Roasted. It occurred as a rock, and then someone decided to use it as a chair. And that's when it becomes a chair. When someone decides it's a chair, boom, roasted. Then anything can be a chair. Even things yeah. with no chair-like qualities whatsoever. That proves that chairs exist, because a chair is... Oh, I think we just proved they're both right. I think uh, when we get to that point, you're just bastardizing what is a chair. Well, no. Okay, hold on. Hear me out. You, you, you said it best when you said anything can be a chair depending on who sees it. Just like time is relative, chair is also relative. I mean, I guess anything can be used as a chair, but you still hold the ideal form of a chair in your mind. I and I doubt you think of a boulder when you're like, hmm, a chair. I am now. Now I'm thinking of a boulder as a chair. Fuck you. What's up? Well, I mean, then that boulder you, you just sat on is pretty dang close to the form of a chair. No, what if I pictured that exact boulder? Then, uh... What if I pictured this, the chair I'm sitting in as chair? And I'm like, oh, there it is, chair. Then uh, I guess you, you can try and recreate that at some point. I don't have to recreate it. It's right here. This is what I was picturing in my head. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. How the turntables. Something tells me like five years from now, you're going to think of a chair and your mind's not going to, you're not going to remember every single screw and uh, beveled edge that that chair has. I'm going to study the chair harder than I studied for anything in my life, <laughs> which to be fair is a low bar. But I'm just out of fucking spite. Also, you know what else? This is an audio format. Nobody uh -huh. listening has any idea what that chair looks like. And they are all imagining their own form of a chair that looks nothing like what you're sitting on. But we already decided chair is relative to the person. Yeah. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. <laughs> a terrible idea. <laughs> anyway thanks for listening to statesman podcast uh that's it fuck you <laughs> um another episode in the bag <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty much how our conversations go i feel like it usually leads to something else and we stop arguing midway through and it like pivots but <laughs> i was very held up on that pivot pivot <laughs> so what are the questions about the university you got i don't know um how are you gonna move our old couch into your apartment <laughs> I was going to say something about a chair. Um, <laughs> I don't know, actually. That's not a very exciting question. <laughs> Maybe we can rent a U-Haul. I don't know. Actually. <laughs> okay. So going back to the books that or I've been reading. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the original thing. You asked me about the Sisyphus. It's going really well. <laughs> it's, uh, it's basically if The Stranger was a story using themes of nihilism, Tales of Sisyphus is just essays about nihilism. Okay. So like it's got more in-depth and more specific information but it is dense it's it's nice. like reading a, like a, a college essay nice it's just gearing you up to read nietzsche it really is i bought five of nietzsche's books your eyes are gonna bleed your ears are gonna bleed whenever you decide to listen to him i am listening on audiobooks i do want to press that it's just sponsored by audible maybe audible if you're out there yeah <laughs> um yeah, no, no, I do. I do audiobooks because I, I am a very anxious person and cannot sit still without actively doing something. So uh, I'll put it on while I panic and just walk <laughs> around. Um, just, just put on some nihilism literature <laughs> to calm yourself down. <laughs> but uh, the more I looked into it and the more I got from like this essay and stuff, the more I realized I, I I've had friends who are just gone to like, oh, I'm a nihilist, blah, blah, blah. Or like, oh, but. And I thought it was cringy when they said it. And now I'm more so like even more so now because I realized nihilism wasn't exactly what I thought it was based off what they told me. A lot of people mix up nihilism and just angst. Yeah. And, and that's what it is, is most of my friends, I think, are just angsty. I'd say it depends on like your uh, your attitude. Like when you say. Well, hold on. Wait, are you yeah. about to explain nihilism? Yeah. OK, before you do that, I want to give what I have determined nihilism is after reading this stuff. Gotcha. So it's very possible. It's very wrong. So nihilism just kind of like. Or is it existentialism? 
at, at the end of the are like nothing, nothing matters. Yeah. Like nothing you do, nothing in the world matters. And I've had that view for a long time where I'm like, I, I don't care what happens after I die. I'm dead. Like it's it, none of this really matters in a billion years. Nothing that happens today is going to matter. I'd say that's nihilism. So what's existentialism? Existentialism is the idea that like literally anything is possible. Like we, uh, we have the gift of like conscious consciousness. Basically we know that we can spend our time in life doing anything we want. Yet we're here doing this and just like the absurdity of knowing like I could be, I could like go around the world in a boat and just live on the ocean and be a badass sea captain. But uh, instead, I have a mortgage and uh, a freaking cat that I have to take to the vet to get rocks removed from her bladder. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, but also, this is fun because now that I've been reading, I feel like I can actually talk. Um, <laughs> so from that description, it sounds more like you were th- like you're talking about the absurdity of existentialism mm-hmm. or absurdism. Well, I feel like existentialism because what I thought existentialism was was just that like there is no higher power not higher power necessarily there is no uh point uh not point uh what uh path like there's no set path for people nobody has destiny there is no this is what you're born to do it's just we're just here and you get to do whatever you want with it yeah and then okay so i guess yours is existential yeah you did describe existentialism just more leaning on like the absurdity or the absurdism of it Mm mm-hmm yeah, I'm in a weird spot because <laughs> I definitely feel like I'm an nihilist because, again, I feel like nothing we do really matters at the end of the day. But and, and you were about to say it. Sorry, I would take over from there about uh, it's about what you do with that thought process or like when yeah. you determine that. Yeah, just my perspective on it is. Uh, if you uh, if you're if you have an attitude of like nothing matters, nothing matters, bleh, then that's more like just angst. Um, but if you're like, hey, fuck it, nothing matters. Nothing I do matters. I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm going to go climb this mountain. Who gives a shit? I'm going to be dead one day. Nothing matters. See, and I feel like that's, that's nihilism. Okay. See, okay. So I, then I guess I would call myself like, uh, a positive nihilist. I don't know. Cause, cause I do have that outlook where I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like if I fuck up. Uh, oh well it really yeah. is, it doesn't matter at the end of the day like again in 20 years not 20 jesus in 21 years i'll be dead uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but like and that goes back to time being relative like yeah it it seems like 100 years is forever for us but like there could be beans or whatever that that's just like a second like a fly yeah a fly a day is a fly's life yep to us it's just a day yeah, times it is. <laughs> but yeah, so that that just goes back to yeah. I think I guess I am a a nihilist because I do have that outlook where nothing really at the end of the day nothing matters. Um, but yeah, like Ryan said, it's about what you do with that. And yeah, I I have no point to what I was gonna say really. <laughs> I I just started talking. I got excited, but well, you said you were a like positive nihilist. Yeah, but I think uh, nihilism is just like nihilism because it's kind of the realization that the universe is just indifferent. Like. Nature is indifferent. The sun is going to keep burning and the earth is going to move around it no matter what happens. So like the, I don't know, the universe isn't positive or negative. It just is. Okay. No, you're that you're that's right. That's fair. Uh, sorry. I use nihilism in a positive way or I live. Now it just comes back to positive. I don't know. I am a nihilist, but I use that thought process to be positive. Nice. Yeah, there we go. Good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> it took us a while, but we got there. <laughs> um, and then actually, funny enough, that does go back to another conversation we've had before. Uh, when I was talking about, you know, time is relative. It's silly to me that people think that there are people who 100% believe we are the only thing in the universe. Yeah. Or we're the only sentient life in the universe. In an infinite universe. Mm-hmm. With billions of billions of stars planets stuff we haven't even seen yet and we're the only ones like how i mean it's it's the fermi paradox but still cthulhu's out there could be 
Cthulhu sleeps in the underwater city. It's very really That yeah. which is dead may never die. That which. See, you're a nihilist. I'm in a cult. Uh, yeah. And I will raise Cthulhu from his everlasting sleep one day and he will enslave mankind. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I guess I better have as much fun as I can until <laughs> Cthulhu rises and the Dark Lord takes over. Yeah. Maybe he find you in his good graces and give you a quick death. Yeah. If not, <laughs> oh, well. Whatever. <laughs> My parents get very mad when I bring that kind of stuff up because <laughs> they're like, why don't you buy a house? Why don't you marry a bunch of kids? I'm like, because I'm only here for a short time and I want to have as much fun with me as I can. <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long it's, time. That is Dad. my life motto. <laughs> and they hate it when I bring that up. <laughs> I can see why. I've heard being a parent is stressful. You once, you have a, once you have a kid with free will, a free will, it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like as soon as those fuckers can talk is when I, I should call it kids fuckers. <laughs> when, as soon as those things can talk. As soon as children can talk. I feel like that's when it starts getting bad. Because like, then they can start talking back and shit. I mean, the first two years are pretty terrible. You just have a poop machine that you have to deal with. And you, it can't eat, feed itself. You die if you just leave it sitting when somewhere ha- for too long. When is having a kid fun? I think around like... I don't know. I mean, it's, I, th- I think it's always fun. Just uh, there's different... Uh, things you just described you, a poop machine. Yeah. Okay. But, but they're cute. When they're in that phase. So was a dog. Yeah. They also poop. Yeah. But it won't talk back to me. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. He can't go on trips to the donut store with me. Absolutely. You can. I mean, yeah. But I don't know. I can't force him to like the music that I like and be disappointed when he's not into the same hobbies that I'm in too. Also, that wasn't me trying to like <laughs> talk you out of having a kid. It's I just. I don't get it. That's fair. Yeah. And like, I no no hate to people who do, or like you, I know you want to have a kid someday. I'm 30 and the thought of having a kid gets worse and worse as I get older. Another part of it is like, I don't know, the gears of the universe have been churning for billions and billions of years. And uh, at one point there was like a mass of cells that crawled out of the uh, primordial ooze. and started consuming other cells and eventually multiplied and reproduced. And uh, there's been one line of life, just one strand of life that's been leading up to me for millions of years. And so to just like fizzle out with me instead of me throwing in my hat into the ring and uh, doing my part to keep it going. I don't know. It would feel kind of weird and pointless. Okay. So I think not wanting kids and I was a may go hand in hand because you talked about that one cell turning into you mm-hmm. to me, no, nothing before me matters and nothing after matters either. I don't care what led up to me. Now I'm me having a kid to me doesn't change what happens after me. Cause it's, I'm not there. It's not happening to me. I mean, exactly. When you, uh, when you go to an arcade though, do you feel like a sense of determination to, uh, get your name on like the scoreboard? So it'll be there. I, more people will come along and be like, damn ass did really good. I do in the moment. But like as soon as I leave there, I don't, I don't think about it. Same with like, okay. Actually, you may I mean, I'll be dead one day and I won't be thinking about it anymore. But exactly. My little piece that I threw into the ring will still be uh <laughs> living on. I guess clogging up roads and traffic. I think it, another thing it is is like Excuse me. This dude can't even digest his food and he's telling me about kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you shit. I don't want kids because I don't know shit about kids. Um, well, I was thinking of an example and maybe you can deconstruct this. So like, for example, I, I play a little Call of Duty. I've been, I've been known to call. I've been known to answer the call. We do a little codding over here. Uh, I'm really into ranked play right now <laughs> because I want, you know, the specific rank. Mm-hmm. But, but why? Because I want at the very end to be like, hey, look how far I got. Because it makes your brain go burr. <laughs> yeah. <dude. laughs> Iridescent make brain go burr. <laughs> um, but then I'm like, okay. And then after the season ends, then we try again. Hmm. And like, even if it was uh, like, if you make it to this level, you'll be there a lifetime. Hmm. Now I'm not sure. 
No, I mean, I don't when care. you, uh, when, when you, uh, shit, what's the word? When you just reduce it down to like just the idea of wanting to put your stake in the ground so that there will be something there after, I don't know, you're gone. You don't care about it anymore. There'll still be something there that says like, yeah, we, we did this shit. See, but I don't, I don't get that because like who, you won't be there to like reap the rewards of that. Yeah, you don't need to be. Have you ever heard the expression that every person, every, every time someone dies, they have two deaths. There's their physical death when they die. Uh huh. And then, uh, when, when their name is spoken for the last time or whatever. Yeah. But no, you only have one death. Like you're dead. The name Ryan will still be spoken years after you die. Maybe if I'm lucky. I mean, it may not be about you, but there will be other Ryans. I mean, yeah, but there's like five more Ryan Smiths out there. Fuck those losers. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I've, I'm friends with them on Facebook. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. <I've laughs> seek out and add friend or follow as many other Ryan. Wait a minute. God damn it. You said my name. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've been trying to keep a sense of anonymity throughout this. I only say my first name. Oh. I, I can believe that. We up. doxed ourselves. I can, I can believe that. No, there's five of you. They're not going to find you. You're right. <laughs> there's five other Ryan Smiths out there. No, I'm just not going to reference it or tell anybody what your real last name is. Perfect. Even though I constantly tag us on Instagram. Well, yeah, but you know, that takes a little bit of work to go out of your way and find. That's true. And if you really want to find Ryan's true identity, go over to the Statesman Podcast at Instagram. Indeed. At the Statesman Podcast. And you can see our real names. It's like a little scavenger hunt. Yeah. <laughs> And at the end of the scavenger hunt, you get to take Ryan's identity. You do. Yes. At the very end is his social security, (laughs) his credit card. Yes. What are other things you need for identity? Uh, Birth certificate. His birth certificate's going to be on there. My fingerprints. His fingerprints will be on there. (laughs) And my face. And his face. I'm working on cutting it off right now. I'm about halfway through my chin. Oh, God, Ryan, it's so gross. It hurts. That was weird. (laughs) (laughs) What are we? doing (laughs) you know what a school of thought i wish was real Hmm. like everyone has a different interpretation of the universe there's like christianity nihilism being a vegan whatever you call that um chicken i want the cthulhu mythos to be real that's just isn't that just an occult or the occult i mean belief in the occult maybe not quite like that south park episode I mean, I guess it, I don't know. The occult is, uh, I don't know, kind of tied in with Christianity and, um, oh, it is pagan stuff. Oh, HP Lovecraft straight up said like none of his stuff is real. Um, like, that's exactly what someone who knows it's real would say. Yeah. Like people have tried to print like Necronomicons, but they're all stupid. Don't buy a Necronomicon. But, uh, yeah, I would love for like Cthulhu to be sleeping underwater we're just waiting to enslave humanity one day that would make it exciting that would be like okay sweet now i see the big picture i'm going to join a cult and see what i can do to help out this cause but is that is that big picture i mean yeah now we know that there are definitely like some giant all-knowing all-seeing terrestrial beings extraterrestrial beings who uh I don't know, play a way bigger part in the universe than we do. I mean, in the end, it still all means nothing, but I don't know. There's bigger players out there. My man Azathoth (laughs) sleeping in the center of the universe while the idiot flute players serenade him. Okay, so two things. Yeah. One, I'm starting to realize. um, So I feel like there's three like states you can be in at a time. Mm -hmm. Like you can either be living in the past. Yeah. Or thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. Or just experiencing the moment, like living in the present. Hmm. And I feel like nihilism, going back to that, is just living in the present. Maybe, yeah. Because like nothing before, I mean, I guess it does matter because I like where I am and I'm thankful for what's happened. But at the same time, I like there's no point in thinking about it or dwelling on it. Yeah. And there's no point in worrying about the future because we don't know what's going to happen. And th- like... I say this as someone with severe anxiety. <laughs> the future is like, it, it, there's nothing you can do. So no point in like thinking too much about it. I'm more just like, what can I do right now? It's going to make me happy. And what can I do right now? That'll be fun or make life cool. And then if I can't do it right now, then I'm like, okay, well, what steps can I start taking right now to get there? 
I feel like I'm contradicting you myself. Know, people use that same argument to uh, do crack cocaine. Because, hey, What's man, up? nothing matters. Why shouldn't I do this big old crack oh. rock? Okay, well, I don't... I could see you using your own logic to justify doing PCP. Well, no, because <laughs> that would feel... No, because I know in the moment doing it would be bad. I hear it's a good time. I've seen nothing that says it's a good time. People do it for some reason. Okay, to me, it would not be a good... I don't see how it can be a good time from what the videos I've seen or the reports I've read up or seen stuff of. None, none of that looks like a good time. I don't know. It would be cool to be Superman for 30 minutes. Yeah. Eat off some faces. That was, <laughs> that was bath salts. Yeah. Was bath, is bath salts PCP or is it like... I think it was like a general term for like synthetic drugs. Oh. I think it's like the uh, like spice of PCP. It might be. This is getting weird again. <laughs> I had a second thing. What were we talking about? I don't know, Mian Cthulhu. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you said uh, it, w- it would make life more exciting because then, uh, what was it? You'd have something to work towards or whatever? Yeah, just something to... Uh... I don't know. Just when you have a better idea of what the big picture is, you uh, it helps you to contextualize what you do in your everyday life. See, and what's weird is to me, I hate that thought of like, well, I have to do so many things to get to the very end to get this like peak point, and like that's the epitome, epitome. <laughs> what I read it as epitome. <laughs> <You're silly. laughs> and usually, you so are I, the epitome of hyperbole. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> and I feel like like having the like, this is the epitome of my, of my life. Like, this is where it needs to end or this is my end goal. Yeah, I don't like that because to me, it feels like you're a, a, a slave to. A specific lifestyle, a belief. Yeah. Not and this isn't a, again, again, it's not against you. It's a general like I don't like the idea of. Well, this is where you're supposed to end, so you got to do all this stuff to get there. I'm more thinking of it if I could die tomorrow, I could die in 100 years. I'm just going to enjoy life while I'm here and see what happens. Yeah. You have a more like sandbox yeah. play style to it. Yeah. Whereas I'm trying to like get to the end of the uh, like Thieves Guild. Yeah. Like you. Well, I'm not, but. Like you want to play Dark Souls 3, and I want to play Elden Ring. That's what it sounds like. I'd say I want to play Bloodborne because I'm trying to worship Cthulhu. I meant like as far as like linear. Oh, yeah. You want a more open world? Yeah. I want a sandbox. And you want a straight line. I mean, I don't know. I don't really have a destination I'm working towards either. Well, well, that's what I'm saying is like, but you said having that would make it more exciting. Yeah, it would. I just don't have one. That's interesting. I want there to be one. I want. You know, Cthulhu and Yogg-Sothoth to uh, be battling over control of the earth, but... <laughs> okay, I take it back. It may not be that unlikely. you want a goal. It may just be that you really want Cthulhu. Yes. I'm, so, I'm starting to come back a little bit here. That would be so rad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want something to believe in. I want... Cthulhu to believe in? <laughs> yeah. You specifically want Cthulhu, not just <laughs> the higher power. You want the highest of power. Yeah. The tenacleest of power. The tentacle of power <laughs> instead of pinnacle. The ep- epitome. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of figured this is going to be a shorter episode because we had no. Ex- <laughs> this was a great episode because it was just sandbox. Yeah, I guess. Not really. It was so fucking busted. <laughs> or freestyle in it. It was weird. These, Yeah, these are how our conversations go. I don't know. Did you have anything else we should? Uh, let's see. Or anything on your mind? Um. Let's see, how can we tie this back into, uh, I don't know, U.S. statesmen? Oh, right. We're the statesman podcast. We are. Mm-hmm. Trump got indicted. He did. That was weird. And if this episode comes out on time, we may still not know exactly how that all ended. He will have a mugshot at some point. He has soon. a mugshot already, I think. Oh, he does? I'm pretty sure. I thought, I heard it wasn't going to be for like another week or so when he actually goes in. He might not then. But I mean, you already know that <gasps> if if he has a mugshot, we should make that the cover for this episode. <laughs> That'd be weird. It'd be awesome, though. 
But uh, I mean, you already know that people are going to make like millions selling T-shirts with his mugshot on them. So like we got to capitalize do. on this. You're right. We got to be the grift. That's where the <laughs> money is. We just got to be grifters. <laughs> we are grifting. We're grifting to people who think I'm, we're smart. Yeah. And we're not. Ladies and gentlemen, the 2020 election was stolen. If you would like to hear more about how it was stolen, give us money. Yeah. And we'll tell you all about it. We will tell you the truth as statesmen. We will. But they're trying to shut us down. Yeah, by not. And you need to give us your money so that we can. So we can fight the continue. man. We're going to get one of those stamps that say, like, this episode may contain misinformation. <laughs> Dude, we should get one of those on every episode. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Who, who's that company? What was the voting machine company that is suing everybody in the world right now? For Wait, what? It's uh, the company that makes the voting machines for the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. Um, forgot what they're called. But yeah, they're suing like Fox News, Newsmax, OAN right now because oh. uh, they kept claiming that these like voting machines were uh, helping to launder the election. <sighs> and uh, instead of just being like, no, no, you're telling the truth. They're suing them <laughs> for uh, libel. Yeah. So, no. Slander. Slander is written. Libel is uh, said on TV. No, it's the opposite. Is it? Yes. I only know that because of the first Sam Raimi, Raimi Spider-Man. Fact checkers, do your thing. I, I, I can <laughs> quote that scene. Peter Parker goes up to Jay Jonah Jameson and he says, that's slander. And he goes, it is not. In print, it's libel. Okay. Uh, Boom, roasted. I said that with a lot of confidence. I should have checked first. We're going to check and I'm going to be fucking wrong. But if I'm not, fuck you. I'm trying to think of another quote from uh, the Spider-Man movies that. uh, Pete's time. Yeah. (laughs) I remember those movies. They were hype as fuck when I was a little kid. I still anything. I love anything with Spider-Man in it. Yeah, I could tell. (laughs) I get that. that, I get that vibe from you. Why is that, Ryan? You know, hmm? I mean, you said that whole thing about Call of Duty earlier. They go hand in hand. I'm really not selling myself <laughs> on this podcast. Now. Can't read. Stupid. I like Spider-Man. How many Mountain Dews have you consumed today? I drink Mountain Dew. I'm never going to make it. <laughs> I don't want to make it. I just. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, really? actually, it was funny. It is very weird to me. I don't know why that. The government buys stuff from companies. Like voting machines or weapons for a military. Dominion. That was the name of the voting machine company. (laughs) (laughs) Who's suing everybody? (laughs) (laughs) You just screamed it out of fucking nowhere. That got me so hard off guard. I knew it would come to me. Uh, (laughs) What what the fuck was I talking about? Uh, It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. Nothing think, matters. Think you're right. <laughs> um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's weird to me that the government buys stuff like voting machines or like weapons yeah. from other companies for our military. I don't know why. why? It just seems weird. That's the military industrial complex. That's what keeps our economy afloat. We realized that in World War II. I don't know. It just seems weird. Like, what if what if the companies just would just be like, no, we're not selling you weapons anymore. That would be pretty cool, but that cash has got to keep flowing, so that will never happen. But like in, let's just play devil's advocate here and say the company, I don't know. they Raytheon. What? Raytheon, guided missiles. Oh, yeah. Use them as an example. Okay, so in Connecticut, Raytheon hits the mother load. They just get an infinite amount of money. They just find another way to make money. They will never have to worry about money again. And what if they're like, all right, we're not selling the U.S. government anything, missiles anymore. What happens? Well, I mean, that is their infinite money selling the U.S. government laser-guided missiles so they can melt Palestinian school children to their bus seats. Okay, but in this fake scenario, they don't have to do any work. They just get the infinite money. Yeah. And they're like, you know, we we don't want to make missiles or weapons for the U.S. military anymore. So what happens? I think uh, their shareholders would be like, there's got to be a way to make more money somehow. 
Okay, that's fair. So just there's always gonna be someone else to come take over. Yeah, you you have to assume that there's always gonna be someone who is like, but we can do more. We can milk more money out of these people. You you like for your uh, example here, you have to take out the human element of greed. And okay, I just don't see that happening. Let's just pretend. Okay, no greed. They have all the money they could ever want, and they just decide that no more missiles for America. Uh huh. What does the government do? Like specifically Raytheon or like every company just stops? Every company. Just it just humor me here. The US economy collapses. It would? Yes. Because uh I thought the company or the economy is run by what citizens spend. Well, I mean oh, to, I guess to that an company... extent, but the thing that like ensures that America will stay afloat is the military industrial complex. Because the military's need for weapons creates jobs. Those jobs pay people. The military is always going to need weapons so that people can always work and stay afloat. Just a core, ever since World War II, it's a... So it's pretty hard locked in that, like... Yeah, because what was happening right before World War II? Uh, slavery? No, That sorry, was a long time yep, before. Sorry, sorry. Um, you got this. World you War had II. the roaring 1920s. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, and then, uh oh, Nazis. That's during World War II. I thought that's what started World War II. Well, yeah, that's in Europe. What's happening in America right before World War II? Oh, uh, uh, the Depression. Oh, look at us. We got it back to the states. Let's go, states. The Great Depression. Yes, yes, because that's yes. what got us out of the Great Depression was the military complex. Yeah. Boosting the economy. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Exactly. It was locked in there somewhere. So ever since World War II, we've been like, all right, we need to kill Palestinian children or else John Smith in Nebraska is not going to be able to afford his uh, Hummer to drive his kids to and from cello practice. Man, we're really good at no matter what the episode is, taking it down a dark, sad path. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's just that's reality uh, speaking of reality i really got to start packing i reality got to start packing <laughs> I reality got to start packing to go to california tomorrow mm. um yeah i'm gonna be in cali for a week i'll nice. take lots of pictures and post it to the instagram nice and you're gonna post this while your apartment is empty nice huh where do you live what's your address you got a ps4 in there and an xbox two xboxes in there actually and instruments you don't fucking touch instruments. <laughs> i'm not but someone will someone opportunistic <laughs> i've done a pretty good job of keeping where i live a well a, a pretty well-kept secret i think yeah only, i mean there's more information about where i live out there than where you live yeah i think there's only like three... at the greens apartments yes yep that's, <laughs> those are the ones the greens somewhere around there <laughs> mm-hmm. nope nope you were at the greens the greens apartments where I live <laughs> and we're going to end it on that I think unless you had anything else you want to talk about but we've been rambling about nothing for about an hour <laughs> we have but you know we still brought it back to we did the US and naturally too insatiable need for violence to keep us afloat as a country yay and that's what being a statesman is all about it is I think I actually violence Ryan yeah what is the statesman said Someone who uh, works in government or someone who... Hey, that's us. I would say just a representative. Oh, that's not us. In, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> we said works in government. I got excited. Yeah, I would just say someone who, uh, yeah, just works for the betterment of the state in a representative uh, capacity. So, yeah. I really should have asked that before we, like, honed in on the name of the station podcast. <laughs> Yeah, really. I mean, this podcast came from like us coming up with like I came up with the name and then I came up with a very hastily thought up concept. And then you were like, you son of a bitch. I'm in. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. The States. That's us. And the rest is history. Hey, US, US history. history. Damn it. <laughs> we're so close to matching that up. <laughs> that happens a lot with us. I'm not sure I feel about it. We're we jinx that, each uh, other all the time. We're like brothers, only, only closer. closer. <gasps> and on that, I think that's a good way to end right there. What about you? No, you want to try and not bad. <laughs>
Do you want to? Oh, okay. You're going to play us out, Ryan? I, I will. Okay. Who knows what instruments Ryan is going to have this week? Wait, wait. Before you do it. Yeah. I'm going to give the listeners two seconds, five seconds to guess what instrument Ryan's going to use. It's going to be wrong no matter what they say. And go. That was beautiful. There you have it. That's some Mozart shit right there. The ukulele. (laughs) I wonder if anybody could guess what you're playing. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, if you know, you know. Yeah, you know what? Let's leave it at that. If you know what he's playing, you know. If you don't, tough pickles. (laughs) Yep. Well, we're really not good when we have no agenda or like outline. I mean, hey, man. We had a few cool discussions in there, I think. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like it's not as fun when I like no shit. It's more fun when I learn on the fly. Maybe. I feel like there was less laughs this episode. Yeah. I mean, you laughed really hard at something I said at one point. Dominion. Dominion. Oh, God. <laughs> shit, we did it again. Okay. On that. Uh, yeah. Ryan's going to play us out and uh, I'll turn his audio down here. So thank you for doing that. And I'm going to forget. I hope I don't forget. And if I don't forget, you will be able to hear me. If not, you won't be able to hear a single fucking word I'm saying. But thank you so much for joining us here on this uh, impromptu episode of the Statesman Podcast. We will be back for our regularly, regularly scheduled programming. When do you get married? Uh, like three weeks. In like three weeks. Well, uh, join us for season two. Well, no. Season ending, the season finale will be the next episode after this. Oh. Oh, yeah. By the way, we're uh, ending season one officially, calling it season one with the uh, part two of the Underground Railroad, which will be the next episode that's out. Keep an eye out for that. And uh, we actually have some really cool plans. Oh, uh, do we? Yes, we do. <laughs> I have some really cool plans that I, I thought I told Ryan about. Uh, and that's the whole reason uh, we kind of decided... I guess I kind of decided and we're just going to call this season one and come back season two, hopefully better. If not better, then we'll just still be here. So if you've liked what you got so far, then it's just going to be more of that. Uh, We're just calling it season two. Maybe a new intro. Maybe some new graphics. I don't know. Oh, maybe I could do another uh, little track on my banjo. That's the real reason I want to do season two is I just want to try a different track and (laughs) I want to put up a new graphic. So I was like, fuck it, let's just do season two. (laughs) Move on to uh, industrial. Well, we're already kind of there. Colonial era statesman. Ooh. Take a step back in time. Nice. Oh, well, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Check us out on social media uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. It's just at the Statesman Podcast, all one word. Keep an eye out for a uh, future episodes coming out, more stuff we got going on. We're moving forward. We're having fun with this. Um, and I do apologize for all the lack of content coming out. Again, we've both been very busy. This idiot's getting married, bought a house. I'm just tired. <laughs> so thank you for joining us we will see you not next week i don't think i don't know we'll see you soon fairly well bye <laughs>